Welcome to Doom Scroll. I'm Lisa Curry. Hey, and I'm Matthew Sheffield. And today we're joined by my friend Sarah Rump, who is a contributing editor at Mediai. Hello, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So I just checked the news. Biden this morning is on the picket line at the UAW, which is the first president, sitting president in history to join a picket line. And I was raised in a very union household, so I'm I'm excited to see that, even though he only mentioned the WGA strike once in five months. <laughs> yeah. Really well, I guess there, there. Are, <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's more there's more auto worker voters, I think that might be what it comes down well, to. Well, I think I was thinking uh, about it this morning when I read that, because I'm like, well, that is seen as more of a blue collar thing, even though the the vast majority of writers and actors are middle class, if not, I mean, actors, some actors will oh, have yeah. like one small job in a year, but the media keep in, even out here, they keep saying Hollywood writers and actors. And I feel like the word Hollywood still has like this, creates this picture in people's minds where they think we're all rich and famous. And it's like, no, we're TV no. and film <laughs> writers and actors. We're, very middle class. I'm making less than an auto worker, actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, in California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and it's also, I mean, it is that being in California, I think that the rest of the country kind of just sort of ignores our existence by and large because we're so far away from everybody. So everybody mm-hmm. else is just like, oh, yeah, that's like another country, isn't it? Or something. And yeah. like I all the time, like I get people who are from the East Coast or the Midwest, like they'll be like, oh, so I'm going to be in your neighborhood, Matt. And I'm like, oh, really? And, then, and they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to be in San Francisco. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. no. <laughs> that's you're the like, equivalent that's- of telling me when I lived in D.C. that you're going to be in Boston. <laughs> yeah. So come visit me. And it's like, no, I think, sorry. I think people have that geographic problem everywhere because I live in Orlando, but I'm mm-hmm. like the north town. So Universal is a half hour away. Disney's about 45 minutes away. And so like people are like, oh, we're going to go to this thing at the convention center of this hotel down there. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> if there's traffic, that's an hour. No problem. Okay, sure. So Biden's out there on the traffic or sorry, on the picket line and Donald Trump is out there claiming that he that that Biden is destroying the auto industry by <laughs> pushing electric cars. And it's mm-hmm. like he's literally giving these companies m- millions of dollars so that they can retool their factories. It's yeah. also like, isn't that going to create yeah. even more jobs? Because like you said, there's retooling that has to be done, which is. Yeah. Well, and then also, <laughs> well, and yeah. And, and that also is related to like onshoring things that had been previously made outside of the United States. So to your point, that's exactly right. Like it's all, it is literally about creating jobs and has created a lot of them. And and Trump's like, no, no, this whole thing is going to destroy the entire auto worker industry and, and the UAW president. So Trump is out there. Now he's going to give a speech tonight at, to some UAW oh, workers Lord. instead of going to the debate. And, um, but yeah, it's like the, the UAW itself is like, we hate you. Go away. Get the, get the hell out of here. And Trump's also you know, like the, not... I feel like he's losing all cognition. I, you know, I wonder what it will take for for his followers to be like, "Oh, wait, he's losing his mind." Because this weekend he was doing some rally and conflated George Bush with the other 
bushes. And I'm like, this is like, do people not? And th- I, I mean, I know no, they're he, not he really up, listening. They're it's just worse cheering. than that. <laughs> he blamed Jeb, my former governor, <laughs> for the Iraq war, which was definitely his brother, George, who was president. Yeah. Florida, we got, we got a lot of swagger, but we do not have the power to declare war. I assure you. Oh, because Ron DeSantis would have done it by now. Trust me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do not In all fairness. In all fairness, I feel totally comfortable blaming all of the Bushes and even more people on the Iraq war. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, let's blame Jeb. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Although in know, Trump's I case, didn't... it wasn't deliberate, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he also yeah. Something well, about all right. Killing whales. So it's it's been a real stellar brain week I... for our whole. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, and like, and he, and he keeps going to that, like this whole windmills cause cancer thing. Like, he seems to actually believe the stupidest shit imaginable, <laughs> and 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 it's like, I mean that, I mean that ultimately is why a lot of people like Trump because he's dumb and so are they. Like, he's mm-hmm. a kindred spirit for them. Yeah. I really I mean, think that's how it is. Leader, like he just says things to get people riled up. And I think that if you say enough times, they're coming after us. I mean, that's what Russell Brand is saying. That's what any cut, like, that's what Jim Jones said. That's what any Menendez, all of them, all of them. Yeah. They're coming for us. And then everyone's like, Oh, thank God this person's leading the way to protect me. No, they're Mm not. And then I mean, it's also, Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I've never raped an actress in a, store dressing room or stacked up classified documents in my shower or attempted to incite direction to overthrow an election I lost. But yeah, sure. They're coming for me. Um, yeah. There goes you know. your yeah. uh, dreams of being a cult leader, I guess. <laughs> ah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, but, yeah. Although you look at the, the whole Menendez situation, I mean, so you have, I mean, it, it is a really good example of the difference between the two political parties. So Bob Menendez, the New Jersey senator, he just got indicted. And this is, by the way, his second batch of indictments. Let's make clear with that. Like, And now tons of Democrats, and I, I guess AOC was the first one to call for him to resign. And now a bunch of other ones have come out and said, it's time to go. I mean, you know, and, and it's big and, names. It's big. Let's be very clear. It's yeah. not just of the fringe or scattered ones. It's Senator Cory Booker saying he should resign. Mm-hmm. It's the leadership of the New From Jersey From the same Democratic state. Party. Like, yeah. The New Jersey Democratic Party. It's Nancy Pelosi, former mm-hmm. speaker. He should probably go. There was a whole, I forget the names, but, and I'm sure it's been updated by now, but there's a whole list of Democratic senators who have said he should resign. And this is within 24 hours. In, in the case of George Santos, you've got Speaker Kevin McCarthy hanging on to his, his coalition by just the grip of his fingernail, and he can't afford to lose a member. So he's defending George Santos when the guy lied about how his own mother died. And Sorry, I just find that so offensive. Like, I would never risk that kind of karma. I wouldn't even fake my mom having a like cold. But you know, and you've got this is. And she said he he he, yes, defending Trump for all these years, and I, I. I I don't consider myself a Democrat, but on the specific issue of ethics and government right now, the Democrats are running up the score and it is extremely embarrassing for my former party that they can't figure out a way to say, yeah, taking hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash bribes is bad. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and 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 then or, the, I mean, I mean the, the contrast the equivalent with, of Trump that 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 they can't. Yeah. They can't, they, Democrats can say this and the, the Republicans can't. Sorry, I conflated the two there. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, and, and then Jared Kushner, I mean, basically did this exact thing. I mean, took billions Brilliant. of dollars. Billions. Like, whatever That's shit Hunter Biden did. Yeah. yeah, like, whatever shit Hunter Biden did, like, it is nothing mm-hmm. compared to... And Hunter Biden had no role in the White House. He had he never worked for the yeah. government in any capacity. He was just a loser son who was trying to grift off his dad's name. It's also and like Jared Kushner's in the fucking White House making deals, political deals, giving military supplies to people who were bribing him. And mm-hmm. and yet we don't talk about this shit. Like what the hell? I mean, honestly, like the Democrats, like I blame them for that also. Like they they should have been talking about Jared Kushner nonstop. People, most people do have no have never even heard of Jared Kushner, I would bet. Yeah, I I also wonder if and not I don't mean this in an, like a conspiracy theory way. I wonder if certain politicians are careful to not go after somebody for taking bribes because they're like, well, we don't want to. <laughs> We don't want to pull at that string. <laughs> too many of us are taking drives right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, probably for some of them. Facts, the specific facts of the Kushner thing don't even pass the smell test at all. Because what this billion dollars allegedly is, is some sort of investment in his real estate firm. The guy is terrible at real estate. He took a Park Avenue Manhattan building. I mean, literally Park Avenue. I've never lived in Manhattan, and I know that Park Avenue is posh. And he lost a mm-hmm. pile of money on it, a pile. Mm-hmm. And to the point where, like, he's and he's done this repeatedly. They're just there. It's not like there's some track record where he's taken buildings and turned them into hundreds of millions of dollars of profits for his family and his investors. He's failed repeatedly. And yeah. even with the of being the son-in-law of the president, he still wasn't making a profit. So for a foreign country that we have a complicated relationship with to have their mm-hmm. crown is giving a billion dollars, like I, like. And he also has no experience. How yes. a billion yeah. is. Like we forget, like that's, it's exponentially so much money. There's a reason that we can list the number of people that are billionaires, like, and the magazine articles mm-hmm. can list billionaires in each country because it's such a big big number it's so mm-hmm. much money to give that kind of money to somebody who is really dumb or unlucky or both <laughs> at investments means you're either the dumbest person on earth or it's a bribe and i don't think the saudis yeah. are stupid so, yeah no they seem pretty, to pretty obvious do pretty pretty well in their investments like they're just in embedded in so much American commerce, including at Twitter, where they're the second biggest shareholders. And they had a spy on as a high level employee at Twitter, who was literally looking through direct messages of Twitter users who were Saudis, Mm. and then getting them arrested. And one of them has now been sentenced to death recently. And Elon Musk, of course, has nothing to say about it. Mr. I love free speech. (laughs) Yeah, he's it's it's the biggest hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, Saudi, again, like, not, as far as, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't believe that they've taken any Americans hostage. They're just being 
very psychotically abusive to their own people, which I'm not going to cheer for, but they're not, they're not rounding up Americans and, and well, not since they killed. They've been like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which a friend of Um, mine from second city is Saudi and he moved back and he works in TV there. And he's like, Hey, they're starting to do this stand up show here. <laughs> you should oh, see I, about booking it. I'm like, I would love to just for the adventure, but I'm also like, I was very critical of them when Khashoggi was murdered on Twitter and everything. And I'm like, I don't trust Less. that any Twitter scrubbing company mm-hmm. can get it clean enough and to remove everything enough that I would be safe in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, I mean, it just shows though the the it's not just hypocrisy. It's it's deliberate double standards that Elon Musk has. Like whether MAGA69 gets banned from Twitter for telling, <laughs> posting rape jokes to someone, like that doesn't fucking matter. Also, uh, another story on the right, and this this shouldn't be funny to me, but it's so funny. Former Trump aide Molly Michael ha- has come out to say that Trump wrote notes for her on like just on classified items and handed them to, to do her. This, yeah. And I, I use them as <laughs> Which is so insane and also relatable because anything that's sitting next to me on my desk when I get it I need to write something, <laughs> it's getting written on. It doesn't matter if it's my taxes. It could be my birth certificate. It's gonna have a little note on it. <laughs> I feel like it's yeah, kind of well, like a bit of power flex, like celebrities don't wear a dress more than once and they throw it away and like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm the person, this is my scrap paper, how cool I am. Um, but terrifying because I don't believe that that assistant had any sort of security clearance and certainly not a very high one and definitely not to the level of being able to read top the secret. Yeah. Not good, not good. And honestly, that is... One of the things that people joked like, oh, well, Trump is awful and he's done all these things. We shouldn't we shouldn't give him Secret Service protection anymore. No, we have to mm-hmm. to protect him <laughs> from getting kidnapped from some other country because yeah. he is not tough. If somebody said, we're going to give you a paper cut, he would squeal all the secrets in his little yeah. mess. Remember, mm-hmm. we do not want him taken hostage. I want him kept very carefully safe and protected 24 hours a day. I want every, every member of his immediate family safe because we can't, he, he would fold, he would fold. And we do not yeah. want that to happen. Yeah. Seal them all in a bank vault just to be extra safe. <laughs> <laughs> or a jail cell. I prefer that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fine. Very well guarded. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Somebody else, though, who has way too much money, Rupert Murdoch, has finally, he's 92 years old, and <laughs> has finally said he's resigning as the chairman of Fox Corporation and yes. News Corporation, which, like, I just love the fact that they were being, you know, Fox News constantly talks about how Biden's too old, <laughs> and they did it for years, and their boss was in his fucking 90s. And yet, again, like, it, I mean, it it shows a level of democratic incompetence, though, I feel like, because that's such an easy, obvious point. And yet I never saw anybody made it. They should have been like, Joe Biden is as old, as competent as Rupert Murdoch. And so if you think he's too old, then Rupert <laughs> yeah. Murdoch needs to resign. But they never said it. Well, 
And the other thing is, I mean, Roger Ailes was no spring chicken either. Rupert hasn't, Rupert Murdoch has not retired. Let's be clear. He's taken on a new title. He's yeah. chairman emeritus. He's still lurking around the building. There lurking is, is the best word. <laughs> Everybody there is someone that he hired, recruited, trained. The executives are his handpicked people. The legal team is his handpicked people. Respond. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's either, he's either hatched them or hired them. So <laughs> it's his company. He still owns it when he hits the end of his actuarial tables, it will be his heirs that own the company. There is not, I, I, and I, and I said this on, on another podcast with Forbes earlier this week, I, I'm not expecting any sort of seismic change to happen in the coming weeks or months or coming when Rupert Murdoch eventually mm -hmm. died. It's all of his same people and culture. And, and let's remember too, if this were a situation where Rupert Murdoch's leadership over the past like five, 10 years had led to a cratering of profits and they were like going under financially, then maybe, maybe you'd see mm -hmm. some sort of change. But the reality is, is that Fox has high ratings and high revenues and that they're, they're not going to rock the boat here. Mm -hmm. That's just, and, and over and over again, like we saw you, you go and, it, it, if, if your viewers have not really done this, go look at the discovery that came out in the Dominion case and read the transcripts oh, yeah. of these texts and emails. Don't just take the soundbite that people put in a, in a tweet, but read back and forth, 10, 20 texts back and forth, a chain of emails between Rupert and Sean Hannity, between Paul Ryan, who's on the board, and all these different executives and, and reacting to the 2020 election, Trump's claims, the crazy claims from Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and the rest of the Island of Misfit Toys that was his legal team. <laughs> Over and both Rupert Murdoch and Lachlan Murdoch, his son, who's now the, the title-wise head of the company, mm -hmm. they knew this stuff was crap. They knew it was garbage. They yeah. ridiculed all these people. They used words like crazy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. their honor personalities like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson and the rest of them be like, oh, this is so fascinating. And Maria Bartiromo and all the rest of them making these claims. Then any of their reporters who pushed back on this stuff got hazed and bullied internally. I mean, Tucker Carlson yeah. was calling at least one of these reporters to be fired. They were pushed into deleting tweets. And it wasn't, they weren't yeah. saying they were saying Trump has not yet brought forward evidence to show that this was their mm -hmm. choice. They could sell the company tomorrow. The entire family could quit working, never work another day in their life. They would not notice any change in their lifestyle. They do not. There's there, there's no struggle left for them. And they are still mm -hmm. making the place to put out information that is absolutely detrimental to the functioning of American democracy because it brought them and they don't care yeah profits. it's it's mm -hmm. it's the on a moral sense i hate yeah that. well I mean, it, it, it'll be multi oh, multi-millionaires or billionaires or whatever it's like you don't have to destroy the country like the, you have you have enough money already. you're going <laughs> to there's only so many stations people can watch <laughs> you know yeah well it, the other thing about those disclosures is that like they talked about their viewers like they were the biggest snowflakes in the world. Mm -hmm. Like we have to protect them from the truth. Our viewers think that we're being mean to them. Like they literally said this sort of <laughs> shit because you're telling them the truth. 
You can't tell them the truth. They don't want the truth. They want to be lied to. They want to believe that Trump won, even though it's not true. And we know it's not true. And they know it's not true. Like, that's the thing. Like, all this bullshit about the 2020 election, mm -hmm. almost everyone, unless you're a complete idiot, knows that Trump lost for real. Because every single, almost every poll leading up to 2020 showed he was behind in almost every state and nationally. Like, that's how it was. The polls, they they were right on the money for 2020. And they said he was going to lose. And he did. And I don't understand how they're not in any trouble. Because, like, and this is maybe a silly example. But Charles Manson was put away in prison for leading people to go murder. He was put away at, for cult activity, essentially, <clears throat> for yeah. being a cult leader. Incitement, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I don't understand how other people aren't being punished for this. And into your earlier point also about, like, people thinking it was the election was stolen over, like, feelings. The number of MAGA people that I've seen or heard of in interviews that are like, well, everyone I know voted for him. And I'm like... Yeah, but everyone I know voted for him, for, 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 not him, Jesus yeah. Christ in heaven, for <laughs> Biden. That's not proof of anything. And also, everyone I know voted for Hillary in 2016. It turns out that doesn't mean anything, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 No, true. Well, and I guess speaking of this, I, I, it, it is this real, just flagrant illogical thinking like it's all vibes based thinking mm -hmm. like that's that is the the greatest irony of our politics is that you've got a side that thinks that the other side is all about feelings like the right wing is entirely about feelings mm -hmm. it's not about facts i'm like and i'm not and there's plenty of people maybe who are somewhere in between who have their own mix and like i'm not saying everybody on the left is not about feelings but like pretty much everybody on the right and like and you see that with just the way they respond to things like there's this guy today over on the federalist who is one of the co-founders his name sean davis he like they 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 hate taylor swift like i can understand mm -hmm. if you don't like her music or whatever it's like whatever like i'm not i don't listen to taylor swift i never have and but like who the fuck cares if somebody likes taylor swift but the real the real reason is that taylor swift is a democrat and that's why they yeah. hate her that's really what it is. And, yeah. and, and, you, and this guy, Roger Kimball, and he's a, a columnist with PJ Media. And he says, also, she is homely. On <laughs> <Twitter>. <laughs> um, there's the, uh, it's, it's, and I was saying before we were recording, it's men, when they don't agree with a woman or when they're mad at her, it's always like, well, she's ugly anyway. It's like, first of all, you <laughs> wish you wish. And secondly, it's like, Taylor, they're not even saying this about people that might look homely. Not that that, not that I think that that's okay to do. Yeah. I'm like, she's no, one it's of like, the most beautiful women. Get the fuck out. Your, your, your side thinks that Marjorie Taylor Greene is hot. Like <laughs> a woman who looks like a Neanderthal. And like, so, so that's, I mean, that's all it is. It's just pure sour grapes that's really all it is i feel like it's also like you kind of lose your argument to me like whatever your point was about oh yeah that's her, like a seven-year-old like, well, she's ugly uh okay guy 
mind too, like if you actually click through the link that Sean Davis shared, the article is goes on for hundreds of words to whine about Taylor Swift's music not being sophisticated and awesome. And <laughs> like music theory and stuff. And like, like here's the, here's the reality of pop music. There's a million YouTube and TikToks mm -hmm. out there showing how like they often use the same chord progressions over and over. And yes, Taylor Taylor Swift music does that. But mm -hmm. she writes a lot of the lyrics herself. There's a lot of the lyrics that are very interesting. And we don't actually need a pop song to be like have the thematic complexity of like a Bach invention. I mean, yesterday <laughs> by the Beatles, I mean, I think Imagine is garbage. That's just my libertarian conservative brain sticking in to think like you can't imagine all these things the way that that would be um but yesterday is a beautiful poignant song that has very simple lyrics and extremely simple melody and like children can learn to play that on the piano and it is one of the most gorgeous beautiful american mm -hmm. pop songs of all time so to criticize taylor swift because you don't think it's sophisticated or complex enough well there's a lot of girls and young women that are identifying with the lyrics and themes and, and songs that she's singing and the, the pain of seeing a guy that you have a massive crush on with another girl and the pain of heartbreak and the, the excitement of a new relationship. Like these are things that mm -hmm. she's singing about that are real human experiences. So I don't necessarily mm -hmm. identify as Swifty, but I do like some of her songs. I've been to one of her concerts yeah. and reputation tour and the girl works. So yes. Conservative work ethic, like she's writing her song, she's employing a bunch of people, she's traveling throughout mm -hmm. the country, she's not just going to the big liberal cities, she's going throughout the whole country. Mm -hmm. And she's putting on a show where she's performing for hours, even if it rains. Like, I even if you hate her music, you kind of have to be like, okay, she's working hard. I she's being credited for like contributing two billion dollars to the American economy, she's being credited yeah. for like revive the fortunes of the theaters because well, and getting people to vote register to vote as well yeah, she tells her fans well that's her real crime though well that's so, that's yeah. her real crime yeah. well and it's also <laughs> she just gave her because she's leaning liberal ish she's not even all that liberal she's just leaning liberal ish and they're like oh mm -hmm. we have to destroy her yeah. that she's ugly and stupid and her music sucks because she doesn't yeah. vote like but remember but we're against cancel culture. Remember, like we don't want well, to cancel. Also, like <laughs> also, like you said, with her being liberal-ish, like she is vocally and proudly a Christian, and also just gave all of her truck drivers a one hundred thousand dollar bonus. The truck drivers, yeah. like that. Is there anything that is more synonymous with blue collar America? Give me a fucking yeah, break. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I guess to end on a good note, though, a better note, we have so Jimmy Carter, who is 98 years old, is and he was put into uh, hospice in February. Months ago. And yeah. has been, yeah. And he's has probably been still building houses dementia. on the side. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But he, but he's still, he's still going and he's going to be, he, he made an appearance recently at a peanut festival. And like you, you have to hand it to him, and and I, I I hope that he can make it to a hundred because we we had a couple of people like Bob so that uh, he can run uh, again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like no, because like Betty White He's made it to ninety nine. Betty White <laughs> yeah. didn't make it to a hundred, and Bob Barker didn't make it to a hundred. 
So we got to have you know, that was him getting these. as close as he could to 100 without going over. So somebody else tweeted <laughs> well, that's that. That's true, not my joke. Yeah. But, so props you know. to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was the best joke about him. Uh, I forget. Yeah. I don't remember the name of who did it, but it was brilliant. It does feel like yeah. Jimmy Carter is the only president who was who really took it seriously that he was a public servant. I feel like everyone else was like, all right, time to make some extra money on the side doing like, he's like, oh yeah. I'm Especially just after it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And I do appreciate that. Well, and you yeah. look at what he did with his life after his presidency. And I, again, like, I think there's things that you can point to in his presidency that were missteps at best, but mm -hmm. the, we know the name Habitat for Humanity I've personally volunteered and donated for them because Jimmy Carter made that a household name Yeah, and he got out mm -hmm. there and picked up a hammer and nails himself. I mean, I remember years ago he came to my church and spoke and his message had nothing to do with politics. And it was all, mm -hmm. I mean, I was long ago as a kid, but I still remember him emphasizing that we are here to show kindness to our fellow mm -hmm. man and helping somebody get a roof over their head means that they can have a life and have the American dream. And the whole thing was just so moving. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did for decades. I, he's, he's a hero. I, you can, you can disagree with every single word he said as president, every single decision he made, every single political thing he ever did. Mm -hmm. And then look at what he did with his life after the white house. And you, if you can't acknowledge that that is a great American, then you, you have a sad little heart and I'm, I'm, I'm very sorry for you. Yeah. He's a great man yeah. and it'll be a loss when he goes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I fully agree. No joke. Yeah. There. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Well, all right. So Sarah, you're, you are on various social media places and uh, all the things. Your, your last name is a pun. <laughs> yes. Rump, rump shaker. And I, it, that, that is one. the perfect <laughs> Handle. I'm so upset with you. <laughs> well, when I was a middle schooler and that rap song came out, it was really mm -hmm. rough for a while. And then it was one of those, it's like, okay, do I just curl up and die or I just embrace this as a nickname? So the nickname actually predates Twitter. I had it on like some t-shirts, my sorority jersey when I was in college. And then when I signed up for Twitter years ago, I was like, oh, no one's going to read this. I'm just gonna put my little funny name on here. And People liked it. I've had some really funny conversations with high-ranking elected officials having to explain 90s rap lyrics to them. Um, <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. Because it, it sounds like it's a little dirty. It's a little mm -hmm. saucy, but it's not. I mean, and even like something locally, the, the mayor of one of the local towns here from Windermere, like, was an early doctor Twitter and he saw me and I was with my mom at some little event. He's like, Hey, Rumpshaker, what's up? My mom was horrified. She <laughs> thought the mayor of Windermere was sexually harassing me. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's <laughs> called Twitter that you're not allowed to get on because it's the internet and it's scary, but it's fine. It's just a nickname. It's okay. But yes, I'm Rumpshaker at mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, threads, Facebook, the things, blue sky, mm -hmm. Mastodon. I joined them all. So I don't believe that Elon's going to be able to hold this on. So no, especially when he me. starts charging for Twitter. He's <laughs> no, I'm not charge for, for all levels. I'm like, no, because oh, yeah. also since he's taken over most of my, it used to be that most of my replies were like genuine fans. And now yeah. it's mostly trolls that are like, fuck you. How do you know Russell Brand is a rapist? And I'm like, 
because I'm a comedian and every comedian knows. Anyway, speaking of, <laughs> find me on everywhere. My Twitter handle is different, but it doesn't matter because it's going away. And everywhere else, I'm Olympian <laughs> Lisa Curry. <laughs> All right. And I'm at Matt Sheffield on most places. And you should follow the show at Doom Scroll Show on Instagram and on Twitter. So thanks yeah. for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time. Yeah. See you. Thanks a lot. Bye.